Welcome to the fourth episode of Your Genius Child. We're going to be speaking with Trudy, who is all the way on the other side of the world. Well, we're here in England, she's in Australia, and it is a fantastic, gorgeous, sunny Saturday morning here in the United Kingdom. And we're going to be talking about handwriting as a cathartic um, method of therapy, creativity, and does how to hold a pencil correctly matter when you are creating artwork? And then we go off on a bit of a tangent, but here it is. And I, um, I, I do a bit of art on the side, so I know you can hold a pencil several different ways. It depends on what you want to get out of it as to the way you hold it. It's just, it's very, very interesting, Trudy. Um, so, Trudy, you are an artist and you're based in Australia. Yeah. So, you, would you be using a pencil in art? We're, what we're talking about with, our, with the Your Genius Child podcast, I'm a handwriting specialist. And oh, we really? have, And we have a really big issue here in the United Kingdom, and I'm sure it is throughout the world. Um, where teachers have not been taught how to teach children how to hold a pencil correctly for writing. Now, I know that if you're creating artwork or calligraphy, you would have different formations, different, you would have different pen holds, possibly different wrist grips and different shapings when you're going to be creating that work. Tell me more about holding a pencil for art. Give me more information. Well, I, like, I like to hold my pencil on the side so that the side of the pencil most is making contact with the paper. And then, you know how you do it for when you're teaching kids how to um, take prints off something and yes. you kind of just shade over the thing? By holding okay. the pencil on the side, yeah. So that's my favourite technique to do. Now tell me more about about your artwork. I'd love to hear well, more about I'm, it. I'm more of a musician, actually. So I've just put my songs up onto Spotify and iTunes and stuff. You can find me under the name Confession Ampersand Denial. So that's Confession and Denial, but no spaces. That's fantastic. And tell me about your artwork. Are you Are you a full-time artist? Are you doing other things in between? Um, I've, I've got bipolar disorder, so I just write to help me get through having disability. Um, I've got two kids, and one of my daughters actually is really good at drawing as well. And so, um, my Trudy, other daughter is two, so she's just learning how to hold a pencil, actually. That is awesome. Now, Trudy, you mentioned that you are bipolar. Yeah. How do you find that writing, being able to write, how does that help you when you are having your not-so-great days? Um, I think I write a lot when I get very unwell, and you can tell by the quality of my writing what my brain is doing. So I think it's good as a as a measure of myself and seeing where I'm at. And I think if I couldn't write, I I think there would be a lot more craziness in my head. That's very, very, very interesting. So what what we've done, one of the things that I developed here is I developed a yeah. handwriting I developed a handwriting oh, interesting. I developed a handwriting assessment and it's very interesting. In the assessment itself, 
we do a, a circle. There's a, there's a part of the assessment, there's like a circle, and we look at left brain, right brain interference. Mm -hmm. So you're saying with your bipolar, do you write letters to yourself? Do you have a journal? What is yeah, it that you write? I, I write poetry and um, I write um, short story type stuff like prose. And I definitely write journalistic stuff that when I'm not writing my songs, I'll write something in a journal. And a lot of times I just chuck it away. But um, it's good to, I don't know, just the exercise of actually writing it and getting it out of your head and onto paper is, um, is beneficial. Now, what would you say, Trudy? Because a lot of in the press um, is put out and they say, we don't need to learn to write anymore. What are your thoughts on that? No, it's totally different. The thinking process behind writing words out with a pencil and typing, the thinking process is totally different. I think it's vitally important people learn to write. So your little girl, she's two. What yeah. are you doing at home to prepare her for being able to write? Because we're seeing here in England... Um, and teachers are, are reporting back to the um, OECD forum that little children are going into primary school and they, are, they can't even, they've never even coloured in before. They've never used cray crayons to colour in or colour pencils. What do you think about that? I think there's something missing from, from people if they don't let their kids colour in. I mean, it's a part of growing up where you need to, experience different colors and being able to express what you're thinking and and it's a formative part of kids learning to absolutely scribble. i let my daughter scribble and my she's two fiona and um she she draws tiny circles is what she prefers to draw tiny circles everywhere so those are all part of her development of her dexterity and her fine and gross motor skills what we are noticing a lot of in our research is that um, children have very, very poor fine and gross motor skills. So, I mean, you can obviously hear I'm, I'm, I'm quite aged. I'm almost nearing my 50s. But in my childhood, we were always out riding bicycles and hanging from monkey bars and hanging off trees and climbing trees. Um, and I remember... Being, being in my element, playing in mud outside. Now, children mm. today are living in a very digital, visually enhanced environment. So everything is coming at them in, in major digital formation. So it's um, iPads, smart pads, mobile phones, mm. smartphones. Yeah, even my own kids, um, you know, they love the phone and the, and the, the games and all that stuff. And I look at them and I worry because... With the bipolar, I don't have that much extra motivation to motivate them as well. And I noticed how much they like the technology and how much they just sitting there doing those little movements and how much that's hurt my body from just sitting there doing those little movements instead of making the bigger movements that you make when you're playing or when you're doing some form of exercise. Absolutely. So what do you do when you are going into a bipolar phase? What do you do with when you're writing? How do you feel that that helps you through the phase? How do you feel that that helps you as a coping mechanism? 
I don't know. There's just something cathartic about actually putting words on a blank sheet of paper. And I think the ability to do that, people take it for granted, but you shouldn't take it for granted. And especially in bipolar, you can't always write coherently and, and I can't always think coherently. So sometimes getting things on paper is my way of trying to remember them or trying to work them out like you would work out a math sum. Sometimes my poetry is a bit like that. Okay. And when you're writing songs, do you first write the lyrics out by hand? Always. Yeah, I've typed a few songs, but they're not half as good as the ones I've written out on big pieces of paper. Why do you think that? I don't know. They've just got less movement and less. there's less spontaneity when you're typing. You can write, you can make shapes everywhere and when you're you're just doing this little digital screen you cut off from that larger expression because you can't you're not making the bigger movements and the more fluid feeling of writing do you feel trudy that you know i don't know you're you're on the other side of the world from me so you're in you're in australia am i correct yes so do you feel that from an education perspective, are you happy with the, the way that handwriting is being taught and the skill, the art of teaching a child to write? Are you happy with that for your children in Australia? My daughter doesn't have half bad handwriting. Uh, she did for a little while, but she's gotten neater as she goes along. But I think it's very important that she learns how to write. She prefers digital media. Uh, she prefers to type on the computer rather than to write. And I wonder how many generations it will be before writing a note becomes something difficult for people to do. It's very interesting. I see that the new Apple iPad has just come out and they've, they've really gone to town on creating a, a, a writing stylus for it and a new writing um, screen for it. So I think that even the technological bots at Apple, are realising the importance of the physicality of writing, handwriting, if we... It definitely connects you to a different part of your brain, definitely. Absolutely. You can feel it. Absolutely. And I think the creativity of writing, we'll have fewer artists like yourself because there's only so much that you can you can copy or colour in on, 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 a, on a digital device, but you actually need the creativity of putting the mark down and creating the mark. And that's where the genius comes from. This is where the genius of being able to hold a pencil and make a mark and have that dexterity and that creative outlet that's what's important. I think that's what we seem to think that the technology is the be all and the end all. Technology is absolutely fantastic. I love technology because without technology, I wouldn't be sitting here having this podcast with you today mm. from the other side of the world. But, yeah, quite interesting. You know, but I still, it's the, it's the creativity and the physicality of having a life skill. And I think, you know, even though you say your daughter prefers technology the fact that your daughter can write that if 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 all else failed 
she would be able to make that mark. She would be able to get her ideas, her creativity, her thoughts, her processes down in a journal, in a simple mm. piece of paper. She can hold that pencil. She can get on with it. And that that is what turns us so from... So what, what was the proportion of children that couldn't hold a pencil in kindergarten? Oh, I tell you what, it's not, it's not so much about holding a pencil in kindergarten. We're finding that children go into reception. So that's our very first year of primary school. And it's mm. less than 1%. Less than 1%. So 99.8% of children are struggling to start primary school with the physicality of being able to grip a pencil correctly. So we're yeah. seeing children are coming into primary school here in the United Kingdom. Um, I, I assessed 11,000 children in primary schools up and down the country in the last two years. And we've seen children holding a pencil like it's a banana. That's the most... There's like this banana grip. It's just that this. It's it's a it's an it's an innate sense of wanting to grip something, so you grab it as if it's a banana. And I call that yes. the banana grip. Some some practitioners call that the palmer grip. But and then the other thing that parents are not aware of and teachers are not aware of is something called hypermobility. So it's where individuals have very bendy joints. Most gymnasts are hypermobile. Um, so their joints double back on themselves. In the in the very old days, they used to call that double jointedness. Mm -hmm. So those children are going to struggle to hold a, a normal pencil anyway. They're not going to be. They're not. It's going to be painful to hold a pencil. So they need a really good pencil that I would recommend as a twist and write pencil. It's it's the best on the planet. It's like a wishbone. So your your joint isn't having to double back. There's there's a support coming from the wishbone behind it. But it's very interesting that once you show children how to hold a pencil a pencil correctly, they're off. It's yeah. it, you they they all they want to do is just write. They want to write on absolutely anything and everything they can get their hands on. And that is the fascinating thing. It's that that creative juice that just seems to be let loose. As soon as you show a child the correct way to hold a pencil and give them. Also, I notice that schools are not giving children the correct sizing of pencil. So it's a very long pencil and it's very thin. Their little fingers are just not able to grip a thin pencil so they need the the pencils that i've always recommended are the bic there's a fantastic bic crayon it's a triangular stubby yeah we have crayon. those, we have those they are awesome so for your two-year-old i highly highly recommend that i think they're about 99p in our stores here in wilco's here in the uk i don't know what the sorts of stores you would have in australia would be but i highly recommend going online going onto amazon going onto ypo.co.uk forward slash start hyphen B and having a look for the Bic Triangle Crayon. It is the best on the market. Get yourself a tray of those and you can even eat them. They're safe. Children can eat, <laughs> chew and swallow. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to be creative, you know, you remember being a child, you're going to be chewing and <laughs> eating on those wax crayons. Oh, I, remember, I remember last month I was eating a crayon. So we're going to. 
Hi, Melanie. Thanks for that conversation. I've just favorited your podcast. And um, you can hear some of my music on my podcast called Undies Funded Records and Radio. And my band name is Confession and Denial. So if you want to search us up and put us in your anchor podcast, um, we can come past and have a listen. And yeah, thanks for the conversation. It was stimulating. And I'll definitely be paying more attention to how Fiona is holding her pencil and trying to teach her to write. She scribbles quite well, so I'm not too worried. But yeah, I'll be definitely making sure that she can at least try and do the ABCs before she goes to school. Cheers. It was absolutely fantastic speaking with Trudy all the way from Australia. Go and check out her music on Spotify and let's go and have a look at her art and listen to her podcast and find out all about what she is up to. And isn't that interesting how she uses writing as a form of therapy for bipolar when she has those bipolar episodes. That is absolutely fascinating and I'm sure many, many will think about how they use writing in their journals as a form of cathartic therapy. I, I, you know, or just creativity. So Trudy's a songwriter as well. So go and check out her music and thank you so much. I mean, we, we ran out of time there. We just, we were still, we were carrying on. We didn't even realize that it was all over. So have an awesome day, everybody. And don't forget to tune in next week to Your Genius Child.